Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to another sparkling edition of Plank of the Week. We have The Plank here, uh, and we have The Plank panel to my left, Dawn Neeson, uh, famously uh, former editor of Daily Star, now columnist, uh, star of stage and screen. Kevin O'Sullivan, of course, uh, also formerly a newspaper titan, now a talk radio host of The Breakfast Show at the weekends. We've got an awful lot of planks to go at again, guys, I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> so and to choose from. I think because of what has happened all over the place this week, I think we might as well say, rather than nominating Harry and Meghan, we'll just carry them over. Uh, as we did last week just, and the just week before, just a kind of it's permanent like carrying permanent over. Long division, and I can reveal it? at the moment that uh, on the tally of who's plank of the year so far, they are far and away no. the champions. Somebody's going to have to do an awful lot of catching she's, up. She's going to be the next president of the United States. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, Kevin, why don't you kick us off with your first nominee? Uh, Harry and Meghan. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're, they're always going to be lurking in the plank background, those two. So my first uh, nomination is Baroness Jenny Jones, oh, yeah. who, uh, mm. you know, we all know that what happened to Sarah Everard is an absolute tragedy, a kind of disgrace, it seems, as well, because it's not for me uh, to say anything about the, what women are protesting about. They know what they're going through, and millions of women seem to be saying that the streets of this country are not safe for them. And in the light of what clearly happened to Sarah Everard, you have to have sympathy for that. Uh, so uh, it is a situation that has to be taken seriously. It's a situation that needs debate. It's a situation that needs the government to do something. It needs politicians, for once in their useless lives, to get up and do something practical to make this country better in terms of safety for women on the streets of this country. Well, don't so ask that, Jenny Jones for anything. Yeah, that taken, that taken, what doesn't help is when an A-grade lunatic like Green Baroness Jenny Jones stands up in the House of Lords, a peer of this realm, and uh, one of the people that we entrust to make the laws of this land, stands up and says that in response to Sarah Everard, the thing to do is to ban all men from the streets after 6pm. A complete curfew at six o'clock at night no men allowed on the streets after that that way the streets will be safe for women i mean not only is that completely insane totally damaging to what should be a sensible debate uh it is also practically impossible to uh bring about. You can't enforce that. It would be ridiculous. What about blokes who work at night, yeah. etc. Et well, cetera. I mean, you could enforce it. Because, give their jobs to women. Know, yeah, yeah, just yeah, give well, all the jobs quite, to the yeah, women. Yeah. You know, but it's bad news for, the, for, for all the Uber drivers yeah. who are men, and bad news also for Just Eat and Deliveroo yeah. and all those guys who yeah. work at night. Yeah. Um, and also for people like, I don't know, 
Uh, Hugh Edwards. Men yeah. should he stay at home, news. look after the kids, get women out there doing a little bit. Talking of Hugh yeah. Edwards and Welsh people, of course, the first Drakeford Minister of Wales, Mark Drakeford, was in there as quick as he could, saying that he was seriously thinking of doing this and in Wales. And the SNP, Wales. I think, was quite keen. Overnight, he, well, had, overnight he had to change his yeah. mind and say, that's mad. I know. Uh, Jenny... Uh, uh, Jones who uh, tried to wriggle out of Didn't it. Didn't she try and say it was obviously a joke? Uh, ironically trying to make a point. No, you weren't. No. This is par for the course for her. Yeah. She's got a track record of being mad as a box of frogs. <laughs> uh, and here she was again. I mean, you know, seriously, though, of course, everyone laughed her out of court. But this is a Thankfully. person who is entrusted with helping to make the laws of this land. And if that's the best they can right. do, let's get rid she's of the, also house on the laws pub- Let's right not now. forget she's also on the public payroll because yeah. every Every yeah, time she no, turns up, she gets yeah, paid absolutely. and she gets expenses absolutely. and all the rest of it. But and maybe the Green Party ought to think about themselves. Think about this woman that represents in the House of Lords and uh, maybe uh, say, don't. You're not saying she should be cancelled, Kevin. I'm saying she should be. We don't believe no, in cancelled. I'm saying she, I mean, she should be cancelled for saying that sort of yeah. nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Shocking. All right. So, Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones. Baroness Jones. Baroness Barney. Baroness Plank. Baroness Barney Jones. They might have had a point with some men. Just saying. <laughs> just what do you saying. mean? Well, it's not a just point. Saying. It's not the point, I don't is think it? That's what it's she not the You absolutely missed the point. Oh yeah, no, you're you just like, missed acting the point, like you think you wound me up. Oh man, I, I, I bow in awe to your superior intellect. <laughs> Come on, wow. you guys. Would you stop squabbling? Wow, I just can't handle you know, this. Listen. And that's why women that's should the be... whole point. Some men, yes. All men, no. no but she meant you. Get that point no, but she meant all. you. Is that, is that such... She was, yeah. he, does, he, he doesn't get it still. She yeah. meant you. God. Come on. Let's have your first nomination. Oh, yeah. 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 men. So yeah. sensitive. Yeah, see, I know. see if you can get through it all right. <laughs> Come on. Would you like to admit it out for me? Stop, yeah, yeah. stop on, bickering you two or else I'll have to cancel both of you. Yes, rubbish Dad. You come up? Right, okay. Well, it says the woman that wins every bloody week. It's not a competition. Dawn. It is a competition. The rest of us try and move away from people like Harry and Meghan and Keir Starmer for originality, but you want to just go down that path. <laughs> so who've you chosen this week? <laughs> Boris Johnson? <laughs> Boris Johnson? Keir Starmer? Come on. The Keir, I would Sadiq Khan? a man. I'm choosing Shamima Begum. That's oh, rubbish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing a woman. Yes. Um, who is not allowed out at night or allowed out at any point, thankfully. Any case, this week, the lovely jihadi bride, mm. who used to be a near neighbour of mine, ran away from East London to marry a, a murdering scumbag yeah. and join a death cult, as you do. Yeah. Um, she has now had a makeover. In her it's Syri- a rather bizarre makeup. In a isn't Syrian it? refugee She's wearing gown. sort of Sophia Loren well, sunglasses. She's, she's gone from the, 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 the death shroud right. that she had to wear as a jihadi bride, mm. obviously, mm. to skin tight leggings, a trendy hoodie, yeah. very long hair, Hollywood style sunglasses, lip gloss, mm. and pouts. Yeah. But she doesn't want to talk. She's now looking more like an Instagram influencer. She looked absolutely. She? I mean, she looked. She looks amazing. Yeah. But I mean, she didn't give an interview. She just pouted for camera. Syria's sexiest siren. Yeah, yeah. real. That's the well, thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, so really, in other words, in other words, please let me back to Britain. Yeah. yeah. Well, quite. This is the whole point, yeah. isn't it? She did give an interview, so we d- still don't know what her attitude is to blowing up little kids at Manchester pop concerts. Yeah. Um, however, she does look gorgeous, and what I really want to know, ladies. It's how she managed to get a blow dry in a Syrian refugee camp. Well, you can't get Meanwhile, one in East London. Maybe that's why she really went. Because she yeah, couldn't get one in Can't lockdown. get one in Bethnal Green where no, she's from. Meanwhile. Exactly. Unbelievable. In any case, it takes more than a blow dry, love. Stay where you are. We it do really know what does. she thinks about the bombing in 
uh, Manchester. Did. She's well, no, no, she she said that uh, that it was necessary as part of the struggle. It was justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah justified. justified. So we do know what she thinks was, about she, that. She also uh, wasn't phased. Probably changed. No, changed. she must have. Well, changed. She changed her clothes. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> same idea. Uh, yeah, she's planking. She that's a very good nomination and very very uh, well welcome. I would say. Thank now you. I'm going to go down the musical route with Ooh. my first nomination because I never really liked Mumford and Sons that much. I always thought they were. I couldn't even tell you who they are. A bit too beardy and a bit too banjo-y. Mm, and, you know, that everything sounded a bit like the, the, the theme tune from Deliverance, you know. Um, but anyway, it turns out they've got a banjo player and lead guitarist by the name of Winston Marshall, who is a complete plank, right? Now, initially, I was quite surprised to see this because normally you wouldn't expect it from someone who is, you know, in the creative industries, right? But he basically tweeted out on the 7th of March uh, that he had read... Uh, the, the book written by Andy Ngo, who's, I think, pronounced no, isn't it? I think the G Very is silent. Very possibly. But he's basically an anti-Antifa American sort of right, polemicist, okay. right? Nice guy. Um, who is a really decent guy, by all accounts, mm-hmm. from people who, who have met him. He's been on Julie Hartley Brewer's show. He said... Um, He's, he's written a book called Unmasked, Inside Antifa's Radical Plan to Destroy Democracy. Finally had the time to read your important book, said Winston Marshall. You're a brave man. Um, it turns out that uh, he was also a brave man for doing that because, of course, because he gave any kind of succour and comfort to somebody who's considered to be very right-wing, when, in fact, you could argue that he's not any more right-wing than an awful lot of other people in mainstream sort of politics, right? He was absolutely given pelters by his fans. People from Mumford & Sons were uh, deluging him with, with, with abuse, um, so much so that people started saying, what is it? He's just all he's done is endorsed a book. All he's he's done, read a book. He's read a book. What do you want to do? Start burning books now. Anyway, oh. it only lasted a couple of, uh, couple of days um, because he then had to completely reverse ferret himself because his band basically told him that he had done the terribly wrong thing. And this is, listen to this as a, as a piece of modern-day wokery. Mm-hmm. Over the past few days, I've come to better understand the pain caused by the book I endorsed. I've offended not only a lot of people I don't know, but also those closest to me, including my bandmates, and for that I am truly sorry. As a result of my Please. actions, I'm taking time away from the band to examine my blind spots. What? Huh? And then he goes, for now, please know that I realise how endorsements have the, how my endorsements have the potential to be viewed as approvals of hateful, divisive behaviour. I apologise as this was not my intention. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, get over really? Yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as, if, as if any author is going to go. Can we get uh, Winston Marshall of Mumford and Sons to endorse this book? That'll sell oh, a few. Sure. I mean, funnily enough, they've got a song which is called "Little Lion Man," which he obviously is not. No, it's just a what oh. a weasel. I'm going to say "Little Weasel Man" because yeah. that's what he is. Mm-hmm. I mean. I actually was quite impressed that he had the courage to come out and say that he quite liked Andy Noe's book. But, you know, don't then, you know, completely just turn a U-turn on yourself and, and make out that you're Everybody some... Everybody has to apologise for everything every day now. I'm, it's you ridiculous. Know, I'm so sorry I had an opinion. I'm so sorry I read a book. Oh. I know, it's madness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kevin, who's your second? Uh, it is the Queen of Fashion, uh, the regal editor of um, Vogue in America, previously editor of Vogue here, Vogue magazine, Anna Winter, Mm. uh, who has endorsed uh, a member of her staff to write a piece accusing Sarah Vine uh, of the Daily Mail, uh, the columnist there, of racism because in the headline over a piece she wrote about Harry and Meghan saying that she had doubts about them. They used the term uh, I have niggling doubts about Harry and Meghan. Uh, Anna Winter has unleashed the dogs of war at Vogue to say this is clear racism because the word niggling sounds like 
the N-word. That's ridiculous. The, it's absolutely what? absurd. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. Niggling, uh, for the record, is actually a Scandinavian word. Uh, you know, so we can't start banning words because they sound like other words. Yeah. That's absolutely... That's, that's that, crazy, isn't it? It's symptomatic of the insanity uh, that is pervading the world right now and is particularly pervading Britain and America. And Anna Winter, you know, who is desperately trying to prove that she's the queen of the Wokies. This is, you know, really irresponsible for a journalist to get involved in this uh, throwing allegations across the Atlantic at the British press uh, that they and are racist. And also Britain, effectively, as well. Yeah, right? that, well, again, Britain there's a lot of that going on, isn't there? And that the royal family is racist. She's just trying to save Vogue from the criticism that it deserves by trying to deflect it uh, at uh, Sarah Vine. But, you know, if you must do that, I understand that there's commercial imperatives in journalism and maybe she's just trying to make money for Vogue. I understand that. But uh, for God's sake, find a sensible uh, battleground to fight it on. Not that you use the word niggling. How ridiculous. And by the way, Sarah Vine did not use the word niggling. It was just put in the headline. headline. Uh, Anna Winter and her acolytes ought being that they're journalists. She ought to know that. Ought to understand that that the journalist does not not write the headline. It's ridiculous. I mean, you'll know more about this probably than me, but did she not come from a fleet? Street job. Yeah, dad was yeah. Charles Winter, who was yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. editor of the Standard. Right. And, uh, but was she not some. Was no, she, she not like a she ever particularly worked There might be a bit of nepotism involved there. But the, it's like the point we made with Oprah Winfrey last week. The point of journalism is you research, you prepare, you actually know what you're talking about most of the time. Okay, most of the like time. Like we do. Like we do, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, if you're going to accuse somebody of that, at least look up. What the word niggling means? No. Who's, your, uh, who's your second nominee, Dawn? Oh, another new entry, I think. I'm not sure he's been nominated before. Hugh Grant? Have we had Hugh Grant before? Oh, I think he was on the list last year. Oh, certainly, okay. he made uh, he certainly made it into the top uh, twenty. I Good think, to have him back. Year. Good to have him back. Welcome, Welcome back, Hugh. Back, you. Welcome yeah, we missed you. Um, any case, Hugh Grant has given an interview, finally confessing on the fact that yes, he did cheat on Elizabeth Hurley with our own prostitute, Divine Brown, yes. in Hollywood. All that was ever any doubt. Yeah, well, not really. Well, no, he's never spoken about it though personally has it in any case he has come up with the reason for it and he said he did it because he was in a bad frame of mind yeah he was in a bad mood wasn't he he's in a bad mood but grumpy yeah. Which means you two should be in a brothel permanently. Well, absolutely. I mean, you, right. you channel grumpy. Mm. Any case, he uh, um, he'd just been to see uh, um, his uh, 1995 movie Nine Months. Um, Which and I haven't seen. No, he hadn't so. been to see it. I'll tell you where he was. He was in the Four Seasons Hotel because it was a Friday night and on the Saturday I was due to go to the Four Seasons oh. Hotel and conduct a, what would have been a very lucrative interview oh. with Mr Grant. Oh, and right. I never got it. Personal. So I've always hated Divine Brown <laughs> for leading him astray. Right, right OK. Well, he said he went out he was depressed by the movie because he was a bit rubbish in it so he had a Ken Russell kind of lunch what's that mean Kev? Uh, a, lo- a large a number lot. of bottles, I think, <laughs> would have been consumed. And, and then was a bit grumpy, so he went and paid a prostitute. So is he also now saying that not only did he go and visit um, a street hooker prostitute, but he actually took a bucket load of wine in before he actually well, got a, in the car and then drove off in the car because mm-hmm. he drove the car. Because they stuck him in the car. hotel yeah. for the junket, yeah, yeah. for the weekend yeah. junket. And, you know, I saw the film. I had to go on the Friday night. I don't remember see. that film at I all. Did, I nine months, it starred Tom Arnold, Roseanne yeah. Barr's husband. Yeah. Is it well. really bad? Oh, it's terrible. Okay. Uh, so I had to go and see it the night before. in prepara- So we all had to go and watch this film in preparation to interview, among others, uh, Hugh Grant. <laughs> of course, uh, those interviews were not 
plot uh, to take place. It transpired. Oh my god! That so we wasted our time. That's two hours. I'll never get back watching oh. nine months. Any case, as great excuses go, that is. I know. Um, and what was mm-hmm. funny was when that story came out, it's because Liz Hurley was, I think, talking about it on some podcast, wasn't she? Um, and people were going, "Why are you dragging all this up again?" Because, of course, because he's uh, a fa- he's a big sort of. Um, uh, he's big supported by the wokery, wokeries and the sort of he's, Remainers. Yeah, he's got a big Because if you remember, he, he hacked off. He got himself into politics and became one of those really annoying Ramoners, right? Oh and do you remember God, he endorsed about did, three, or four, he? Yeah. three or four different London MPs, yeah. all of whom lost. Lib yeah. Dems, yes, Labour, right, yeah. hates, the, hates yeah. the Tories, you know. And he, does, he just always plays Hugh Grant, doesn't yeah. he? There is one more reason to nominate him, though, as well, is because he was in Notting Hill, wasn't he? Yes. Which is the film that has inspired every photo and shoot Harry and Meghan do these days. So, yes. Uh, I mean, I must admit, the I worst, worst than that, he was in Love, actually, the worst film I ever made God, ever, yeah. ever, ever. Loads of um, members of my family love Love, actually. Really? But I've managed to avoid watching it all the way through completely for all of my life. But no. I did quite like Four Winds at a Funeral, and I did quite like Notting Hill. I quite like the gentleman. He's good. The gentleman's really good. The gentleman? That is it's good. Very good. He in is that. good in that. He's, he a, actually, he's a good actor. He, he actually does no play. He, is he plays. He plays sleazy Hugh Grant in that, which actually is more he's like. Re- it. They are really, really, really good on that mm. one, Hugh. That he's must a have good been actor. Real. He's a good actor. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys have found something to agree on. I'm not denying that. I totally agree with your nomination. But now, since we're going up with the big titles this uh, this week, Baroness Jones, I'm going to uh, counter you with Dame Jenny Murray. Um, Dame <laughs> very Jenny aristocratic Murray. edition. A very, oh, aris- a very aristocratic edition of Plank of the Week. Touch of four, you might remember her as the presenter of Women's Hour on Radio 4, uh, which she did for a very long time. And I think she was actually quite good at that. But she was kind of moved out of the way to be replaced by Emma Barnett. Uh, because she wasn't considered to be kind of, you know, modern enough. Oh, right. But she appears mm-hmm. to have, since having left the BBC, to have gone mad, because she came out <laughs> with an interview this week in which she said that basically what Brits should do is stop being so nostalgic for their past. And this is something that I don't think is quite rightly understood in this country. I mean, I don't know anyone that's nostalgic for the past. You know, they always kind of say, well, look at all these Tories. All they want to do is fly the flag and sing, you know, Real Britannia. Well, not really, actually. But uh, by the same token, we're not ashamed of it. But she reckons that we've got something to learn from the Germans, right? Because they (laughs) discovered, I know, ridiculous, they discovered their past and they discovered their future by confronting their past and the Nazi era and how terrible it all was. And we should do exactly the same thing with the British colonial period. We didn't tend to do any of the Nazi no, stuff though, no I really we, don't think really? I really I mean I really get annoyed when people start to make comparisons between mm. the Nazis and something that we did in history because quite frankly nobody did anything like what the Nazis did no apart from perhaps Stalin and the Russians yeah. you know but certainly there is nothing in the history of this country which in any way uh, comes close to that wasn't it this country that sort of abolished slavery as well, well it was. back in the day well it was yeah. And yeah, so I mean imperialism was what all countries did mm. uh, throughout the 19th yeah. century and 20, early 20th century uh, we were particularly good at it uh, and went on to sort of take over all of the world but it's another one of those issues that Britain was just behaving in the way countries did in those days you can't blame a country because historically it fell in with the crowd right. you know, for and also as Dawn says ago. in the end actually we didn't just fall in with the crowd because we ended Slavery. Mm. There is no equivalence between imperial British armies, if you like, and the Nazis. No, there's just none. It's and, and stupid it's, and it's shameful, actually, to make that comparison. Yeah. Stupid comparison, yeah. but and shameful, know, I Yes, so I, Dame Jenny Murray, that's yeah, your, that is, my second plank. Yeah, Kevin, let's have your plank. third. I'm going for ITV. Yes. 
ITV. I think that's a very good uh, choice. Because uh, uh, I could go for CBS for its absolutely disgraceful, irresponsible, lying, cheating doctoring of all the headlines they used uh, in that Oprah interview. Kept cutting, look Mm. at this headline, look at this headline, uh, to prove that the British press was racist towards Meghan. A, half those headlines weren't even from British newspapers. The New York Post Mm. loomed large in those. As did a bunch of Australian. Uh, And B, the the other, and Australia as well, Mike, you're right. And uh, B, uh, they doctored and changed the headlines to make or took out the relevant bits to make it look as if the mail had been racist. So there was one headline that said uh, Meghan tainted the royal mm. seed, and that's what they put up from the Daily right. Mail, mm. as if the Daily Mail was saying that. Yeah. Mm. And actually, the headline said Meghan tainted the royal seed. Says uh, far right extremists yeah. in outrageous yeah. slur. Right. Yeah. ITV picked up all these lies that CVS had brought about by changing these headlines right. and taking in headlines from other countries to say they were written in Britain to put across the image that Britain was indeed racist and probably that means the royal family's racist. Uh, and ITV slavishly just left all that yeah. in. Now, the male uh, newspapers, associated newspapers are in the mail and the mail on Sunday, to their credit, officially complained mm. to ITV and said, you have mm. propagated lies mm. about this company, Which well, is a libel, isn't it? And this newspaper. Yeah, yes, corporate, is, yeah, corporate libel, yeah. I think. Uh, and uh, we demand that you take these down. And ITV had to shamefacedly yeah. take them all down. Right. And they also allowed uh, the situation <clears> to end up with them losing not only their best presenter, but their most popular presenter. Mm. They've lost half a million viewers in the process. Piers Morgan's left the building, and he ain't going back. Mm. Uh, And he's going to be more damaging to them outside of ITV because he'll start doing a show somewhere else, Mm. uh, and they won't have him anymore. Mm. And also their share price went down. And, I mean, it's all gone horribly yeah, sort of, uh, uh, Pete Tong, hasn't it? Yeah, there? I mean, I could throw in the, 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 the dismissal of Piers Morgan because it wouldn't allow him to uh, say what he thinks. So they turned ITV from the home of free speech into the home of controlled mm. speech. Yeah, you're not allowed to say all sorts of things. And as you say, Mike, they've lost half the audience. That programme is mm. now dead. Mm. I can't imagine why Caroline uh, McCall, the chief executive, thinks it's more important for the company to signal its own virtue rather than make profits. I wouldn't like to be a shareholder no. there. Uh, and also, as you say, because of that, the share price has plummeted. At one point, I don't know what the situation is now, but at one point, £350 million was wiped off the value of ITV because uh, the company demanded that Piers said uh, sorry for his beliefs and his opinions, and he refused to do it, so they have self-harmed in a major way. But I do think, technically journalistically, ITV should be better than just stealing lies perpetrated by an American TV company. They should be better than that, even though they spent a million quid Mm. on the interview. I I understand why they did it. If I was in television, I'd have spent a million quid on it as well. But I might have been a lot more careful about those headlines. It was a disgrace. (coughs) No tabloid would do that now, and if they did, they'd be taken to task over it. And and what particularly annoyed me about that whole story was that it was CBS were the only news channel, or the only TV channel, Mm. that actually put out the pictures of Diana dying. In in the car, yeah. In the car crash at the time. Yeah, you know, I didn't remember that when I saw that story this week I yeah. was amazed because uh-huh. you know yeah. Harry did, surely I, should have had a, yeah. th- a thought about yeah, that yeah no I did remember that and, yeah. that and the fact that CBS were then the 
the the choice for Harry to talk about the evils of the British mm. press. Well, we should think, divest. Us. I don't think old uh, Harry has much choice in anything, really, yeah. does he? As a, a sort of addendum to, to all of it, there's just I don't know if you've seen the news today that Gail King, who's a friend of Meghan's, has gone on CBS this morning today to basically say that uh, oh yeah, uh, Prince William called his brother at the weekend. Yeah, uh, but their conversation was not. Very not fruitful, was the word? Productive, yeah, I think, productive. Was the yeah. Now that tells you an awful lot because what it tells you is that whatever happens now, whatever the royal family tries to do with these two, it's going to get leaked to it's CBS. Get leaked to CBS. And CBS are going to have a running, a running commentary <coughs> on the internal yeah. workings of a family and its own troubles. I which, think that's pretty well, disgraceful. Which means at the bottom of this were those... And these know, are the people who want privacy. Exactly. The two brothers, though, who really <laughs> huh? should be trying to build their relationship, because it is important, it was so important to their mum, being yeah. serious for a minute, will never be able to build the bridges and get back together because it's just going to be on well, she won't allow the whole time. It. Well, she won't allow it because it doesn't play to her strength, does it? Her strength is to cause division. It, her strength is to take Harry away and complain about how terrible it all was. There, you know, her, it, it's not for her to get back it's with the royal family. Breaking Diana's terribly, heart. Terribly, terribly so selfish. self-obsessed. Incredibly she will selfish. not allow a single thing to be said or no. done about her without reacting and sending lawsuits and getting phoning ITV to say you couldn't, can't mm. say this. Mm. Peers can't say that I lied. You know, uh, yeah, he should be able to say that he thinks you lied, Megan. He shouldn't be. Able to, he can't say. She definitely lied, mm. but she, he's got the right to he's say, right in my view, opinion. she lied. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. What's your uh, I'm final gonna li- nominee? I'm going to lighten the, Go the lighten mood it, a bit. Yes. Shall I, boys? Go on. I? Sure. I'm, I'm going to do Willie's. 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 Well, yes. Actual Willie's. Oh, well, it's, it's, well, Who's Willie's Pank of the Week? Who's Willie's Pank it's, of the well, Week? There's a, there's a lot of choice, <laughs> isn't there? And this is Marks and Spencer's. Look, I love you, Colin Caterpillar. You know, no, no, you know brilliant. Who's Colin Caterpillar? You don't know who Colin Caterpillar is? No. Oh, Kevin's my God. Not, Kevin's not up to speed oh on my God. modern Had day... Oh, Percy Pig. You heard of Percy Pig? Oh, uh, those are those... They're little sweets. Horrible yeah. sweet things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Colin Caterpillar is a green Wrigley version. <laughs> this is shock marks and shocked customers. Got some unexpected tips. See what they did there for Mother's Day. <laughs> with our, um, with rude-looking pink chocolates. They are that meant is very to, rude looking. They are meant to be tulips. And if you've seen them in the box, they've got sort of like drawings of like leaves. Where's, and where's, where's the stem? Look. Oh, well, you're going to see the picture, but I mean, it's it's there, Mike. See, see, oh, I the see. drawings. But oh yeah, in the box they do look a bit more like chips. Yeah. Out and just what do they taste like? Stand. Yeah. Am I ever going to put that anywhere near my mouth ever? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I can't not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not divine brown. Don't chew those tulips. <laughs> they're that's quite smaller, aren't they? Well, well, they're, actually, they're not actual size. <laughs> <laughs> to my way of thinking, they're absolutely <laughs> minuscule. It's <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> Never seen them. What? Any case, this I don't recognise those at all. It's another blunder from Marks and Spencer's. Well, though. They make is, quite a lot of them, don't well, they? Well, this comes on top of their Easter egg, which is it's not actually an egg at all. It's a, it's a throbbing purple aubergine shaped. <laughs> is it really? Egg. Is it an aubergine? It's an aubergine. Why is it? What an they started taking an aubergine and said it's an Easter egg because it was meant to be a woke green environmentally. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, they really should bother. Imagine saying to your kids, yeah, "I've got you an aubergine." They'd be thrilled, wouldn't they? And every kid hey, knows Dad. What have you heard of Cadbury's? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so I, I, well, I'm, I'm uh, going to have to go and buy one because yeah, I'm yeah. just going to try. Well, I imagine they'll be in the bargain <laughs> bin now, won't they? Bargain bin. So they, these are for Mother's Day as well. Imagine giving your mother. Yeah, Mum. Have a pink. Uh, yeah, Mum. Seen that looks you, a bit like your a mum. Yeah. Here you go. Mum, you've seen that sort of thing before, haven't you? Not for a long time. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, that's love. Um, well, in any case, no, I didn't buy any for my mum, um, but I am tempted by the aubergine yes. Easter egg. I'm going to go and have a look for one of those, I'm sure. <laughs> now, my final uh, nominee is Cressida Dick, because obviously it's been a oh, big story. Oh, seamless whoop, link. Whoop. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a very busy week, hasn't it, for news? And one of the big pieces of news over the course of the weekend, of course, was the demonstration stroke vigil stroke protest that took place at Clapham Common following the horrible murder of Sarah Everard. You know, the, the vigil was supposedly not going to take place, then it did take place. And the reason I'm putting Preston Dick up as a plank is because I think there were lots of different ways that that could have turned out. And the way that it did turn out, and I know that, I mean, I basically said this on Monday, that I think everybody involved has some kind of blame to share because the people who started shouting at the police and started chanting at the police and ch- chanting F the police and all of that was pretty unedifying. But if yeah, the police had been they? given better instructions, i.e., don't go steaming in uh, at a march against violence against women, uh, being violent to women. Mm. It's not a very good idea. Yeah, totally it doesn't so. look very good. Yeah. I mean, I said to somebody, why could they not have at least made sure that the police officers that were there were women, yeah. which yeah. might have helped? Yeah. And I know that not all of the demonstrators in the end were women, but it was just a really, really awful oh, thing. And she's been... You, and she, and her, 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 her apparent reason for not quitting when she was asked to quit was that all of these people are armchair critics. Well, she seems to be an armchair yeah. chief of the Metropolitan Police. Yeah, was she, she down there? Anywhere. Or was she no, sitting she in, was an in an armchair, armchair somewhere? And it, and it I mean, she her... sits in an office, and ever since uh, uh, the, the, the Brazilian guy, Di Menezes, was, yeah. was shot dead it, by the police by accident, I don't really blame them for that, but she was in charge of that operation yeah, and what as well. what was she doing in that operation? She sitting in, in a control armchair. room, yeah. looking at it on a TV exactly. camera. Yeah. And, and presumably it, giving the orders to shoot. Yeah, and she didn't even come out with this with this incident, with the platform. She didn't even come out out with it and read the statement out herself she got her deputy mm, yeah. who also happens to be a woman yeah. to read it out and yeah. it was like literally well you know we were protecting people's health and safety by looking after these women it's like and i mean i'm sorry oh. but i mean call me old-fashioned but by putting somebody's arms behind their back thrusting them onto the ground face down i'm not really sure that that's protecting oh, that, well, that, their she, she, she lurch, lurches from one disaster yeah. to the next and she has to surely go fairly soon well you would I think mean, I, I... here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I, w- I would have thought that what the, 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 if they'd have thought about this, as you quite rightly say, said, Mike, you know, uh, there was always the prospect that uh, in a demonstration by women about violence mm. against women by men, you'd end up with coppers looking like they mm. were being violent. Which is male coppers. So there was always that disaster like. waiting to happen. Yeah. I would have thought in the light of that and in the light of the fact that we are well down mm. uh, the roadmap to freedom, it's not as bad as the COVID situation no. when uh, Black Lives Matter were right. demonstrating. Uh, but which was also that the police to go should, ahead. The police should have had the common sense to say, do you know what, yeah. we'll let this go ahead. Right. We'll tell them, please observe social yeah. distancing. And, please and that, just way, get out of the way. that way all yeah. the tension yeah. would have got been what? taken But instead, the what they did was they marched through the group of women, yeah. they marched to the front where the bandstand was, they the stood flowers. all over the flowers, yeah. and you could hear things like, you know, candles yeah. being broken and Terrible. all that. Terrible. And also, the fact that they did the complete opposite on Sunday night, when there was a second demo mm. in mm. Parliament Square, and they let it happen, they didn't pile in, and it went away. Yeah. And that's what they should have done. I feel sorry for some of those cops. I mean, I, I certainly yes, I think, don't think the trampling do on the flowers was a good look. But they were given the order, you need to break this up. No, I know. This is against the law. That's what they were instructed to do. But this is why I'm do. calling her the but plank, I think it was not a, them. Uh, yeah. Totally, absolutely. It, it comes from on They were given the wrong instruction. Yeah. They should have let that. They should have allowed that demo to happen on the basis that, you know, you must have said it, I said it. I mm. said, there's no, when they said we're... Ca- I was on the air in mm. the morning when we got the press release from the uh, uh, Reclaim the Streets yeah. organisation saying we have cancelled tonight's yeah. demonstration because mm. of the Covid crisis right. and I said on air well they might have cancelled it but there's no way it's not going to happen no, exactly. so there's the reality mm. that it was always going to happen and the sense. police should not have banned it for that reason and yeah. the police of course as we know have also been very inconsistent in how they've treated well, this is the point I was going to make it's the double standards yeah. isn't it it's like you know when it's Extinction Rebellion they dance with them they go skateboarding right. with them when it's Black Lives Matter they take the knee mm. Those protests, whether you agree with how the police operated or not, were handled in a sensible way and very, very Mm. differently. Like the Rangers fans partying up in Scotland when they won the title. The police could have gone steaming in there. They didn't. All of these things broke the same COVID laws. Mm. So why four police officers ended up kneeling on on a 28-year-old woman face down on Clapham Common in the dark is beyond me. I know. Double standards. I know, just ridiculous. So anyway, it's not the first time she's been on it. probably won't be the last. So uh, in addition to carrying over uh, the Harry and Meghan scenario, let us choose now the final three from the nine. So do you want to kick off 
Golly gosh. Uh, Dawn, with me, or do you want to pick Kevin's? Um, I, I, who wants me to pick who? What? I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. I'll I don't pick mind. Why don't you choose? Okay, so what did I, I chose uh, Baroness Jenny Jones for calling for an all-out curfew for all men after six yeah, o'clock. she had a point. Had a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you said some men. <laughs> See, some men, I, I'll go along with that, but not all men. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, Anna Winter and the Vogue operation Ooh, yeah. uh, for for saying that Sarah mm. Vine was racist for using the word niggling mm. and ITV for the whole Piers Morgan debacle but Ooh. I think mainly because of uh, taking uh, without question the CBS's doctored faked headlines to prove that the British press mm. was racist uh, these, this was not true The half the headlines were not British uh, and uh, the headlines that uh, were British were doctored and changed to make it look as if they mm. were racist yeah. ITV should have known better and as Mike quite really said, rightly said we'll also have ITV for being so stupid as to let uh, their big banker Piers Morgan go purely uh, because ITV said you're not allowed to express your opinions mm. uh, on this channel so those are the reasons for okay ITV. right okay um after careful consideration and mainly because I, this was one of my nominations as well but obviously i'll let you have it um i'm gonna go with jenny jones because really? i think yeah I, I am because i think what she said was not oh it was stupid and you can have a laugh about it and we have however it was dangerous and divisive and it's got certain groups of men going bloody women you know it's it's not a good thing. It's really not done the women's no, movement any favours, has it? Women any favours and done men any favours, and yes, yeah, so I think for that reason alone, it was a, it was a, a, just a startlingly moronic. Yes, moment. it this was. This country is turning into a moronic inferno, yeah. and it is morons like Baroness yeah. Jenny Jones yeah. who are lighting the flame. Yeah, no, so quite I'm right. going to go for her. Okay then, mm-hmm. Kevin, you want to pick mine? Yeah, sure, mate. Uh, Mumford and Sons um, guy, Winston Marshall. Winston Marshall, yeah. Marshall. Uh, Jenny Murray and Cresta Dick. Uh, well, because I think it's the most topical, and because I think uh, we cannot take a yet another Cressida Dick scandal. How many more times? Uh, it's not just her. It was the, the predecessor was almost as bad. That Bernard Hyphen Howell. Howell yeah. mm. I mean, these police he's ended chiefs, up in the House of Lords. As yeah, well, yeah, it? of course. These <laughs> police chiefs uh, that they appoint at the Met are turning the Metropolitan Police into a disgrace. And it didn't used to be like that. It's nothing to do with the officers on the front line. It's always the idiots who are running the show. And Cressida Dick is a walking accident. uh, And uh, it has to be stopped, so I'm going to go for Cressida Dick. Well, that's put two women in the final well, top this three. this is really unusual. It's we, we tend, we tend to, to avoid, and it's in, in, in our, um, you know, just after National Women's Day. International Women's Day, that's right. International Women's Month I think that was last week, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, but it's International Women's Month. Is it? I think well, we maybe get, that's we a good thing, then. Maybe okay. we should have all three of them as women. Maybe yeah. that's the way well, we should okay, go. Well, OK, right. So, so what are yours? You're choosing mine. I'm choose yours. Well, I've got Shamima Begum. Yeah. I've got Hugh Grant. Yes. And I've got Marks and Spencer's Chocolate Willies. Because why not? Don't say, don't I mean, make it the Willies. <laughs> well, do you know, it's, it's, for me, it's between the Willies and Hugh Grant. There's not a lot to choose. Yeah, yeah, to be same, fair. same kind of um, thing, really. Same kind of idea. <laughs> I think I think the Willies are very funny, but I'm going to go with uh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, I, I, would, because, I think that's uh, a good choice. He's somebody everybody loves to hate. It also means that there's a bloke in the... And uh, plus, there are, better th- there are better things to do when you're feeling a bit grumpy. You know, go and have a pint. I mean, you, you know, know yeah, I mean, go listen, get a pedicure, whatever. It's really, and also, worst excuses of all time. Yeah. You I know, mean, when you get home and the girlfriend says, what did you do that for? Yeah. Oh, I was in a bad mood. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Tell you what, Hugh, I'm not swallowing it. Yeah. 
Very good. I'm See sorry. Did there. Take the girl out the tabloid. All right. Know. Now, uh, we have got the three finalists then. Cressida Dick, Hugh Grant, Baroness Jenny Jones. Because it's more important, uh, Cressida Dick yes. will get my vote. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah, a unanimous. I, think I have to agree, yeah. Unanimous. Yeah. So should we give, just to split them up, should we give Hugh Grant number two and uh, Jenny Jones number three? No, I think Jenny Jones has to get number yeah, two. Yeah, no, I do. Jenny Sorry, Jones yeah. too. Hugh, Grant, Hugh Grant's really not that important. Okay, I mean, it was just, you know. Yeah, you're not even important enough to be Plank of the Week, Hugh. No. Yeah. But listen, you're not even um, Splinter. Splinter of the even, Week. Yeah. But here we are, Plank of the Week. I'm proud to announce that uh, for a, a pretty awful weekend's work, <laughs> Cressida Dick, uh, head of the Metropolitan Police, you are Plank of the Week. We'll see you next time. <laughs>